The following program is intended for mature audiences. Yo, what's up, Miss Judy Sketch Lewinson? Hey, Stevie, Happy New Year to you. How you doing? Happy New Year, my friend. Kicking some Shalimar. Yes, very nice, very nice. Bill Jody Wally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jody Wally. What's going on? Well, you know, it's snowing here again, and that's always fun. A little bit of a blizzard action happening up here. How's the things going down in Cali? Well, it was raining. The the double wide almost floated down the Hollywood Hills right there. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing my coat tonight because uh, no no heat in the double wide, but we're we're good. Oh gosh, you got to steal that from the neighbors. I'll do some running man in a minute. Warm up. There we go. There <laughs> we go. I'm excited to be back. I'm I'm excited. I know we got a nice lineup tonight. What's uh? Who's coming through the double wide tonight? Oh, uh, we got a we got a good one. We got a a band that's killing it in the south. They, they're from the Carolinas. They're kicking butt all through the south. They got good energy. They remind me of like a young Mick Jagger, uh, Black Crows, um, the Colt. There's so many so many influences I see in this music. Nice. And then nice. we got a, a legend in the hot rod world, a good buddy, as you like to say, a friend of the show. Friend of that the sounds show. Sounds like we're like professional when you show. say that. It is friend <laughs> of the show. Don't you remember seeing like Johnny Carson and there'd be friends of the show, the Dean Martins and Mm -hmm. all the drunk people would stop by. (laughs) I hope uh, hope Mr. Troy Lads had a couple of drinks. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But the drinking word tonight, as you know, we, we do a weekly drinking word, as you know. So I thought tonight would be cool if we, the drinking word was influence. It can be any variation. It can be influencer who influenced you as long as it's got influence I like it. You're from Canada. Canada. Do you say influence or do you say influence like me? Um, I would just some, uh, someone's under the influence. Oh, that's like drinking and driving. I've gotten those yeah. too. That's I got yeah. those back <laughs> I, in the day. I, I, I don't have those. But don't go there. Don't speak it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just because I was the first person in my hometown to get a DU on a moped is nothing to brag about. <laughs> True story. You are a trailblazer. <laughs> True story, kid. Anyway. Um. Anyway, influence like. My influences growing up were like the variety shows. I wanted to get out of Kentucky. I wanted to tell jokes. I wanted to be funny. I wanted to be on TV. So it was any, any, anywhere between American Bandstand, Soul Train, to Carol Burnett, to the comedy sitcoms, the um, Three's Company, to the Jeffersons. I loved all that. And I think what I do is uh, an amalgamation, if that's a real word. That is a um, real word. That's a real all- big word. You're starting off the new year with big, Woo, big don't words. Look at them big words. I'm using $5 words. <laughs> uh, the drink, I say, I think I said influence. Yeah. But um, I think what I do, I steal a little bit from everybody. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned once the first time I saw Saturday Night Fever and uh, his walk. You can tell by the way. I, I'm like, yeah. that's the walk. That's the pep in my step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any, anything I do, I think I've stolen from someone. And someone said, we stand on the shoulders of those that were there before us, of the giants right. that were there. Yeah. So I stand on a lot of shoulders. So who influenced you, Miss Judy Sketch Lewinson? Uh, you know what? I think from, from the top, anyone that's known me since from high school to today, I would say Janet Jackson, um, because growing up, I mean, she's older than me, but she would appear i don't have an older sister so on television judy's a baby judy's a baby by the way i am just a little baby i took her under my wing back in the day and <laughs> yes sir corrupted her ever since and he's had me in a headlock ever since 
because you're not you know, going anywhere. Love. We're going to be famous. Just hang out with me for another 20 years. But uh, being able to sort of pattern my own career steps and professionalism and watching how she's diversified her career and handled herself through both triumph and tragedy has been pretty um, dope. And then also Judy Dench is a big influence for me. Oh, wow, okay. I love her sense of humor. I love her comedic timing. I love her dramatic work. And yeah. I also appreciate that, um, an interesting fact, the, long, the reason why she didn't get into film and TV earlier was because someone told her she was too ugly for television. Really? And I'm thinking, imagine what a gift it would have been to have her even on earlier. So, yeah. you know, anyone who's a fan of Judy Dench or is interested in Judy Dench's work, be sure to check out a show called As Time Goes By. It's a sitcom that she did in the 90s. And it's one of my favorites. In the 90s? Where can we mm -hmm. find it? Um, that'll be, I watch it on BritBox. It's a BBC program. So, All right. Um, BBC, baby. Yeah, Hope we BBC. get it down here in the States. Um, and then, of course, I just love I love music in general. So anyone that is doing it and doing it for longevity, Stevie Wonder with the concept albums, oh, yes. borrowing ideas from people. That's something that I really helped. It helped to refine my work. Babyface, yes. his songwriting technique has been very um, instrumental in how I've been able to write songs for a multitude of people, um, mm -hmm. you know. Just and also being influenced by strangers. Sometimes you just meet curious people, and it's just you know what that was a good moment. I'm gonna take some yeah. of that and keep it in my back pocket. It's and of course, that. the one and only Stevie D. Constantly Yay! influenced by him. It was the hair flip, right? It was the hair it, flip. It was, you saw it, it was the hair flip and the always have bail money. That was a great always piece have. of advice. <laughs> Don't leave home in the Trans Am without bail money. Woo! Exactly. Exactly. That is the gospel right there. So, yeah, I remember seeing Janet on Good Times. Mm-hmm. Felona mm -hmm. adopted her, right? Yes. Yeah. And then she went on to Different Strokes and yep. then she was on Fame. Different Strokes, she was Todd Bridges' girlfriend. Yep. And then, yep. Uh, yeah, she did Fame and then, of course, her musical career. And then she diversified into the acting with Poetic Justice with Tupac mm -hmm. Shakur and Regina King, another legend yeah. um, in the game. And, um, you know, her career is, has just, you know, been been great all over the place like yeah. that. So. You know, I was I thinking today of artists that we admire, like Michael Jackson, you know, the Jackson, mm -hmm. and even even Michael was influenced by like Fred Astaire or yes. West Side Story. So if you yeah. see Thriller and you see those those Move moves, the flares and stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's just all West Side Story, you know. Yeah, um, Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse, exactly. But anyway, I was not influenced by Bob Fosse, but uh, wow. maybe Bob Seger a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, you know, I like R and B. I was yeah. a DJ. I like classic rock but mostly i like bands that are soul driven you know yeah. and the roots of where they come from whether it be you know errol smith or the rolling stones they're they give props first of all to the blues and that's where yeah. they came from yeah and that's why i dig this first this first band coming up our first guest because i see so many of those influences when i you know like like the akon song they they did they did a cover of killer of um i want to love you and i hope they oh, do cool. that tonight very special treat if you're listening. Uh, they're going to do a, uh, one of the guys, I think, drove two hours tonight just to be just on the show here. And I, yeah, uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Hope we have the sound levels to do them justice. I think we're looking forward to, to talking them. to him. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's jump right into it. I'm, I'm All right. I think you guys owe me two influences. I think I said that at least two or three times. Two, so. two, two influences. And then go, under go, the influence go, go. of the influence. Go. All right, then. Well, let's, let's, let's. Yeah, I'm started. under the influence. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Playing a little old school Aerosmith to bring this one in. Yeah. 
All right, coming up, our first guest. I think one of the guys drove two hours tonight, so I feel a little pressure. We better rock the double wide tonight with this shit right here. Anyway, a buddy of mine sent me some videos of them a little while back. Tried to get them on the last show, but we had another music guest, uh, Reggie Calloway, founder of Midnight Star. And I was like, look, I can't have two kick-ass music guests. Let's, let's break it up and I can give these guys the time they deserve because I've seen some videos of them. I just saw a video of Aaron doing a fucking backflip on the stage. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Right there, that's what I'm talking about. I need to do that on the comedy stage in my next show. Yeah. But these guys have been killing. They're from the Carolinas, I believe the South Carolina. They're killing all the, the South down there. They've been on the road with Buck Cherry, I think uh, Cinderella. And I dig their energy and what's going on. Wore my old school Trans Am shirt tonight, tonight, because uh, we're all influenced by a little old school. Give it up. For seven year witch. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's going on? We're, you guys are in South Carolina right now? You are. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. Well, I told your manager that this is not your average interview. So, you know, we can just freestyle or talk shit, whatever you want to do. We can talk about your manager. We can talk shit about him. Whatever you guys want to do, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but let's take it back. Like, how did, how did this happen? How did you guys come together? So uh, about, uh, it's been eight years ago, the summer of 2013, uh, these two boys, Seth and Spencer, they started this band called Doc Holiday. Okay. And, um, they had, uh, they were just kind of getting off the ground. Um, and that's when uh, they heard I, I sang. I usually I started off singing classical opera, but uh, I was a little lost, lonely puppy. I had no idea of my place in this world. And they asked me to come jam in their, in their, their dirty garage. So I went over there and we started jamming. I just fell in love. So that was that was where this this little trio came together. Yeah, we had a we had a few changeouts of guitar over the past year because guitarists are just completely unreliable. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, we had a few changeouts over the years and finally uh, landed with Bo, and um, so we're, we're happy where we are now. We finally got the sound we've been trying to get for years. Yeah. And, uh, we actually had to. We had to change our name a couple of years ago from Doc Holiday to Seven Year Witch because uh, there's there's another band from a while back that had the name Doc Holiday. So okay, uh, could have called it could have called it Huckleberry. I yeah, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so and then ever since then we've been just kind of hustling, trying to stay on the road as much as possible, just trying to write as much as possible. And uh, I mean, it's we put all our eggs in one basket. So this is what we're going for, man. This is this is this is our life. So <laughs> guys, I, I've been involved in music in one way or another. Uh, I was a DJ for 10 years. Sketch, my producer, was also a DJ. And I can just tell you, man, you guys are on the right track. You guys are making shit happen. Like, I love your energy. Uh, I'm an energetic comedian. I don't care if there's 20 people in the crowd or 2,000. I'm kicking some ass and we're going to have a party. And when I saw Aaron do a flip and I just love your energy and I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there, man. I dig your sound, Bo. I love the sound you're bringing to the band. Um, I know these guys are brothers right here, so remind me a little Black Crow situation. So, yeah, yeah, looks like it. Yeah, they don't hate each other yet, though. Yeah, not That's yet. I saw at the Greek. I saw Oasis and the Black Crows together, and it was called the Brotherly Love Tour. Oh my God! <laughs> 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 and the Oasis brothers got in a fight, and they were like, "Fuck you, Mike! Fuck no, fuck you, Mike!" And they were like. <laughs> Excuse me, I just paid $200 for the ticket. Can you play a song, please? Could you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so how, who are your influences? Like, I recognize some some cool shit. Like, Aaron, your voice is amazing. Like, Chris Cornell. I, I feel that coming through. So you got the pipes, brother. 
but I like the sound of what you guys are going for. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you. Uh, I personally have a lot of influences, guitar-based uh, in the newer era of rock with uh, people that get kind of experimental with their noises. Like Jack White's a big one. He gets, oh, yeah. he makes guitars do things that yeah. guitars don't normally do. Uh, beyond that, bands like Queens of the Stone Age, uh, okay. Muse. Muse is a big one for me. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I'm personally, this might be an unpopular opinion in the band, but I'm an Oasis fan. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So, my daughter just got an electric guitar. I taught her uh, Wonderwall, it was one of the first. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Nice. You keep those so I've heard it 9,000 times since Christmas Day now. So, <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What about you, Aaron, as a vocalist? Who are your some of your influences? Uh honestly, like Chris Cornell, first and foremost, is probably my, like my my like biggest idol as far as like uh, uh singers go. And then of course, uh like Miles Kennedy from like Ultra Bridge is is a really amazing vocalist. Um also uh Brandon Eagley of Crowbot and uh what's his name? Jay uh from Rival guy, Sons. Yeah, the guy, the singer for Rival Sons. He's a cannon. Yeah, he's he's literally got some pipes on him. But um yeah, no, those that those have always kind of been my idols growing up and everything, and um, and so I, I try to try to kind of embody that energy when I sing a little bit. Not necessarily try to sound like them, but just keep that kind of energy that they have in their voice, which yeah. is always really just up front and just right in your face. So I, I I just love that kind of that kind of shit. And so I do yeah. too. Huh? I heard uh, Chris on an interview saying how he discovered like another register once oh, he really? just relax his vocal cords and let them do you know what they're supposed to do that's when he went to another level where did you ever sing like here in a safe zone and then you're like fuck it i'm just gonna go for it and then you're in the stratosphere i know he's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that. back especially like the sound garden days love that yeah mm -hmm. yeah so, but yeah but the boys have, have some of their own influences that that kind of throw into the band like we like king diamond and stuff like that oh yeah and anything weird we like you know, we listen to stuff like Kingdom. You might not hear it in the music, yeah. But our influences are all over the place. I think that's a unique thing for us. We all pull a lot of different influence in the music. Kingdom in Audio Slave, Early Wiggles, yeah. Sabbath, Led yeah. Zeppelin, Big and Rich. You know, <laughs> Big and Rich too. Little Nashville thing. Yeah. Yeah. In there. All right. <laughs> I grew up in Kentucky, so I had that Nashville. Always had that country thing. You know, my parents were playing, but I always went like you know the. I liked R&B and classic rock. And we were talking about an amalgamation of all different influences brought together, which is what I dig what you guys are doing. So, um, Thank you. yeah, man, I love it. So what's your deal with grandmas? I'm supposed to ask you about grandmas. Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> um, just, you, if, you, if you really must know, just ask your grandma. Yes, grandma. <laughs> all right, I'm going to put that down. That's my grandma when I get to heaven. When I ask my grandma. Situation with seven year, which we're always like, tell not, not tell your mama, tell yeah. your grandma about seven year witch. And people were like, Can I not tell my mom? And we're like, No, absolutely <laughs> not. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gotcha, gotcha. I dig it. Don't tell your mama. Um, your manager said you never mentioned him in interviews. What's the deal? Who is your manager? Well, I said screw that guy a little bit ago. So uh <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, yes. Our uh, manager is James Stryker. He came along and helped started helping us out with our uh, with our um, like social media and stuff. And he, he uh, helped us get on the TKO booking. And uh, so it, he kind of helped us kind of 
um, put things in gear a little bit organized so we can get on the road and start touring with some bigger bands. Like, like, you know, like when we had those shows with Buck Cherry or, uh, Adelita's way and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's come a long way in the past three years. So, um, yeah, we're just all very thankful for that. <laughs> but yeah, that guy may, that guy may teach you some breakdance moves. So I don't know if you, uh, he told you back in the day. So I grew up with their manager in Kentucky in Owensboro and we used to have a breakdance crew. <laughs> really? Wow. So yeah, next time you're on stage, give him, pull him on stage, make him do a little robot for you. <laughs> you moonwalk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to remember that next time. No, I got to see this. It's going to put us to shame. <laughs> so Jim and I, when we were minors, we we're like 17, we got to go into bars and do like little dance showstoppers. We were underage. But of course, like the waitresses would be hook us, hooking us up with some draft beers and uh, good times. Love that. It's amazing. So I asked him about the first time getting drunk in my apartment. I had my own apartment in high school. I think it's the other way around. I think it was the first time I got drunk. He influenced me. So no, he, he's a bad influence. Yeah. That's, that's the story I'm sticking to. All right, guys, how did you come up with the name Seven Year Witch? All right. So uh, it's a funny story, actually. So uh, one time uh, when I was a child, I, was, I, was un, I wasn't actually seven years old, but um, a little younger. You know how everybody always wants to take their kid to the mall to go see Santa around Christmas time? So uh, anyway, my mom, my parents took me to, um, to go see Santa and they waited in line for like 10 minutes and they put me on Santa's lap. And I remember this dude, I, 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 it was so traumatized that I remember this. Like, it smelled <laughs> like nothing but cigarettes. He had like just crumbs and stuff in his beard. <laughs> not not a good sight. Smelled like and, Marlboro Light and a Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, after like he, I told him what I wanted, and uh, my my mom was busy talking to the lady trying to get the pictures. And the next thing I know, I'm like being like 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 taken away like a football. Like this Santa Claus has grabbed me and is running away with me through the back you got abducted by santa claus yeah i got abducted by uh um, <laughs> and so uh he the mall santa yeah he puts me in his truck i mean it's, it wasn't weird nothing he was just like here's some candy in the middle so uh some candy in my van <laughs> he takes me uh he takes me to this like warehouse and uh and, I, and he opens up the doors and there's like these like sacrificial dudes in robes all standing around oh i like it. okay i like this story okay i like where it's going all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, um, anyway, uh, the cops came, got me, and we made the name Seven Year Witch. All right. True story. I like that. I like that story. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. I'd say that one, the story of the year for band names right there. That was a good Santa. The bad Santa was a good influence. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> perverted Santa. But to be honest, no, we can't tell you where the name came from. It's kind of a secret. Definitely. I don't want. I don't want the real story. I want. I want that story. I want the Santa story. So yeah. okay, okay, online. That is the real story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. All right. What's your upcoming gigs? Where can we see you on the? I better see you on the West Coast out here. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to? One of y'all want to elaborate on the June dates? Oh, okay. Well, we do have some dates in June. Okay. Uh, on the West Coast is going to be with Buck Cherry. Off top of my head, I can't tell you these exact dates, but I know some of the venues. It was like the Whiskey A Go Go was one of them. All right. There was a few in Arizona as well, and I think Oklahoma on the way out. But that'll be our first time on the West Coast. Will be this June. Okay. But until then, this month, January fifteenth, we'll be at Center Stage in Atlanta. Okay. With uh, 
No, oh, with the resist CEO. Him, yeah, the with, CEO and resist and bite. And yes. BSOM, right? BSOL. Oh, BSOL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to kill me for messing that up. BDSM, uh, what? Yeah, BDSM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, that's going to be, that's our next show in Atlanta next week. Next time? The 15th. So. The 15th, the 15th yeah. yeah. However, okay. That one's going to be pretty fun. We're excited about that. That's oh, like yeah. right in our region. It's probably going to be a back house. It's, it's going to be peeps. All right, I'll spread the word to my uh, southeastern peeps there. Um, all right, guys, are you prepared to do a song for us? Could yes, you do it? Song? Don't do that. Play music. <laughs> Don't do uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Any Santa songs, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dig it. Aaron, I didn't even know you played guitar. Oh, I don't. This is just for looks. <laughs> no strings on that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's all it's all going into a board, and they play a track. All right, I like it. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't sound check uh, with like the the computer, so we'll see how this mix sounds. But uh, we're just gonna go for it. All right. Hey, where's my seat? There it is. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Indeed. Sure. All right, you want to you want to pause for men's sound check, or you want to just kick it? We're just gonna go for it. All right, just go for it. I see you winding, grinding up on that boat. I know you see me looking at you. You already know I wanna love you. Already know I wanna love you. Nice. I see you winding, grinding. 
guitar there brother it sounded it really looked like you were hitting the frets and yeah you know, it's, no, it's, it's crazy right Hold collect on, that got... money right there collect that money give that over to james tracker real quick yeah 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 that's I not real yeah yeah only yeah tracker we're finally gonna pay you like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome guys all right tell them where they can find you um social media and that kind of stuff Literally, uh, just go on Facebook, Seven Year Witch. Nothing, no numbers. It's all letters and junk. It's, uh, Facebook, Seven Year Witch. Instagram, at Seven Year Witch. Same on TikTok. Um, YouTube. YouTube. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub. Uh, porn uh, Spotify as well. You know, just just look us up. We're, you can literally Google us. We're on everything. Just find us. Come on. Take right your on, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Look me up when you come to the west side. I shall be in Nashville pretty soon. So I'll look up you guys. And uh, guys, thanks for coming by. You rock the double wide for sure. That's right. Badass, guys. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Love it. Love it. Seven-year witch, y'all. Add us. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. Hello, beautiful people. This is Judy Liu, executive producer at Van Grio. I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. You could be listening to anyone right now, and we're so appreciative that you've chosen to spend a little time with us. Your continued support means everything to us. Please continue to like and share our podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers. Tell a stranger on the street. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to follow at Vangrio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, follow Stevie D and his so-called friends on Facebook. There you will see the videos of our episodes. At Vangrio, we rely on the continued support of our amazing listeners like you to be able to produce our content. 
If you wish to make a donation or shop our merch, please visit vangrio.com. That's V-A-N-G-R-I-O-T dot com. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the show. All right, how cool. A seven-year witch, y'all. This is, the, this is the influence show. I don't know if our guests heard the drinking word that I've said 900 times already, which is weird because I still have three quarters of a drink. But influence. So uh, <laughs> kick ass. There was seven year witch. This guy, I'm sure, has influenced many, many, many hot rod builders. I want to find out who influenced him besides me. Uh, but <laughs> he's probably been on more cars magazines than any hot rod builder. The coolest guy in the hot rod business. I'm pretty sure I gave him that title. Uh, <laughs> good buddy of mine. I don't think he will admit it. Please give it up for the legendary Mr. Troy Ladd. What's up, Troy? Hey, what's happening? Where's where's your little clappy sound and stuff? You said, oh, oh man, you know what? Uh, we're on a budget. <sighs> oh man, you're slipping. We're on a budget tonight. <laughs> I should I couldn't find it. I could not find it, but uh, we'll put that in post. We'll do that later. <laughs> That's funny. Troy was like, uh, he's looking at himself. I'm like, Troy, we're just on like uh, yeah, I know Spotify now and all the. Uh, social media audio platforms i'm glad because i didn't i didn't shave i didn't do anything today i've been working and look dirty you've been dirty. what what working. what is that yeah it's a thing that people well some people do um, <laughs> but, i'm not familiar with that term <laughs> that is definitely not a drinking word troy <laughs> <laughs> oh it is a drinking word it makes you drink. <laughs> troy's like when you work for me that's right you drink First of all, try this moonshine. I mean, uh, hand sanitizer. I uh, know we haven't we haven't done that in a while. In the first couple of shows, I had it on. You know, we had it uh, on on the show to try out. At least I was drinking on the show. I don't know what you're drinking. I think you're drinking water. I think you're you're faking over there. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> tell that to my wife when I get off the show and I fall out of the chair. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I haven't done that in a while. I mean, we need to do that again. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack. We're talking about moonshine. Uh, all right. <laughs> moonshine's good i love talking about moonshine that's my people um do you still have some at the house there no some hot, said, we, why don't you haven't. why don't you brand that dude hollywood hot rod shine you know that's a thing i looked into it and um it's just a matter of doing it you know like yeah. there's so many things i want to do like that it just takes you got to put time into all this stuff and i have all these side projects that i'd like to do but that'd be a great thing to do hollywood hooch or hot rod hooch or something. Dude, like yeah, that, yeah. Brand know? that with the hot, with the you know roadster yeah. on there or something. Yeah, I mean, I have all these other <laughs> Hollywood hot rod friends, and we went Hollywood hot bods. That's a strip club, you know. That'll be the. <laughs> we just came up with Hollywood hot whores. That's our um, brothel. Okay. Um, Hollywood <laughs> hot dogs. That's Hollywood a restaurant <laughs> and or dog rescue. You know, all that's right. a thing. So I yeah, like I, have, I have all these other uh, businesses. Mine just haven't. You know. <laughs> Troy and I've been trying to get a show off the ground for years. We've gotten pretty close. We were, I think we we're inching in there. We we're close before the quarantine, but yeah, like we're still, we're, this dude is the most famous hot rod guy in, in the world and doesn't have a show yet. I know I used to, I but he's had shows. Able, uh, yeah. I used to be able to claim that I had the most television without ever actually having a show. Yeah. <laughs> there have been so many one-offs and things, but then we did that. I did that season of a show. So now I don't know if I can still claim that. I don't know. You can, but, that didn't really count. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Um, yeah. But you, I've, I've been to your shop, uh, you know, when you were opening the door once, you had a stack of magazines and the very top stack, he happened to be on the cover. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to have, I used to have my, my mom, my mom would call me from like, um, from Vaughn's and she'd be like, 
oh, just looking at magazines. You're in one, like, oh, thanks, mom. And I, I wouldn't even. But yeah, I've been very fortunate with um with media over the years. I mean, I've, I'm think 300 or so magazine features at this point. I don't know. And, and I mean, I used to mount them on the wall and stuff. And um, it, I realized I have to kind of pick and choose carefully because. You need a bigger space. I, I, I used to save every little thing. So I figure when I'm old and I'll be like, you know, retired and just I'll put them all out around me. Like I used to be something once. <laughs> it's, or I'll just, it's, yeah, it's cool. Do you remember your very first cover? Uh, no, no, I remember. Really? No, I remember our very first article. Actually, okay. I do remember my very first. I do, I do, I do. Actually, um, my very first cover was before I did this for a living. It was uh, my friend Chris Shelton was a photographer for Street Rider magazine. Okay. And um, we did a photo shoot with uh, gosh, what was it? Me and this, me and my friend uh, Charles. We used to build cars, cars together. So we we had these like a hot rod and a custom. On, we were on the cover of Hot Rod magazine, but it was it had nothing to do with the cars that we had built or anything. They just needed like people standing like so that was kind of my first cover you know and um yeah i had i had serious elvis hair then you yeah. know? <laughs> that's not a bad um, thing my friend that's not a bad thing so um my biological father that appreciate that so yeah that was probably my first cover yeah, before i had a shop and when it, before, and it wasn't even about cars they had built so it was weird but i think my first um first uh i think uh, article as a shop was we were chopping a 51 Chevy doing a 51 uh -huh. Chevy custom for a tattoo artist by the name of Zulu and it was his yeah. car and um the guy that wrote it was is was Dan Khan and he um it was for Rod and Custom magazine and uh, I still see Dan Khan every once in a while because um, that was like 20 almost 20 years ago and now he owns some huge marketing company called Khan Media I'm like, hey, remember when we, we did that thing? He's like, oh no, I'm a big, I'm a big guy. <laughs> um, so that yeah. car was for Zulu. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. So Zulu has sold it since then. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even talked to Zulu. Zulu's moved to, uh, moved to Austin. I don't know, five, maybe even more. Maybe like ten years ago. Time flies. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to him for a bit. But yeah, he sold it, and moved, moved out of state. So, do you feel like your your clients are betraying you when they sell a car? No, not really. Uh, sometimes, no. Sometimes we don't mind because it's 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 interesting to get a, a new person's perspective on it, you know. And uh, and when they sell, there's no more warranty, so then we're off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you give a warranty for. So you're like a new car manufacturer. Do you give a a warranty of like a year or how does that work with the trailer? No, it's, 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 all, it's very informal. Um, all of our customers end up being our friends in the end. And it's always such a good relationship. We just kind of, there's no written warranty, but we just take care of whatever needs to be taken care of because we built it. So we feel responsible for it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as it has something to do with us, if they break it or something, that's a different yeah. story. Um, but yeah, but you know, sometimes we've had, we've had customers that are, but, like don't understand old cars as much so they call there's a squeak there's a there's a leak there's a this like yeah but they're they're old cars so when that person sells when one of those guys sells it we're like Boo! you know but yeah for, for the most part it's fun and, <laughs> and we have I've developed lots of new relationships like that like one yeah. of my best customers um bruce i met him because he bought a car from an, someone else that we built for someone else 
And then he's like, hey, I bought this car. You guys are cool. You know, well, I got another idea for a car. So it, 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 it all works out. Yeah, yeah. So, so like your, your guy in uh, Seattle, I think you did the Mulholland Speedster for, mm -hmm. which won the Amber Award. Did he buy um, Black Widow first? Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. That's how, it, that's how he met. Okay. Yeah. It was, he saw it. I know, look at this guy. Did, did your homework, you have notes there? No, it's just I'm like, a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, Troy. Yeah. So that's exactly Stalking you that, for years, dude. How that went down. Yeah. So he turned out to be a good customer. Oh, yeah. The best. Yeah, now we're friends. And, you know, we do stuff together and hang out. Multiple cars for him. So, yeah. Good times. I remember we were shooting something in your shop and you were building um, a couple of years into the Mohan Speedster, something like, it was like a five-year build, wasn't it? Six. Yeah. Six. six. Wow. And he would come down and I think he was visiting and we were shooting something. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to get that dude on camera. And he didn't want to be on camera. Oh, no, no. I mean, he's, he, um, funny thing is, is he was kind of super super uh, in the background and and even when we were getting close to revealing the car and everything he was kind of standing but once that car was on display at the show you couldn't get him away from it. he stood there and he talked to people and he, put, he, put, he puts people in the car takes pictures and he puts yeah. kids in his cars great because he really wants to in, in, invite people into our hut you know he's like totally the opposite of a lot of these people that that have a bunch of money in a car and they put ropes around it like get away from it he's like the opposite he wants you to be to come right up and like i said he puts lets kids climb in his cars takes pictures because who knows that someday could be someone into our hobby you know like yeah. if, if you can if you can interest people so yeah he's really good like that but yeah that was so funny that at the show like he was just he never left he's always in a crowd of people and like and um that was fun it was fun to see but yeah i remember that you know, part part of that is, is you know, he he's um he he owns a company with a lot of employees, and he you know, he doesn't necessarily want his employees to know the extent of you know collection or he's a baller like that, yeah. You know, and just just um, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of plays it low key, so you know. Cool. Yeah, I, I love all of his. Uh, he's got like a museum up there. He's got so many. He's got the Ford GT and especially the Schwinn bikes to me, you know. I know, yeah, you, you saw that on my Instagram with the, the bikes, yeah. Well, he has a whole story about that because he, he grew up, uh, his dad owned a bike shop. So oh, he has, wow. A, he has an interest okay. in bikes. So. so that was probably his gateway. And our, our word, like I said, the magic word, the drinking word tonight was influence. <laughs> and so maybe that was his gateway into wheels and all that stuff. Do you remember who influenced you, like growing up in Orange County? Um, I know you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, see, my thing is, my thing is, is odd. It's a little bit different because um, I didn't really have any interest in in cars uh, or in my like any exposure as a kid or anything. I didn't know any. I didn't know uh -huh. any. Um, my grandfather was a, a an engineer, electrical electrical engineer, um, worked for Hughes Aircraft, um, things like that. You know, did um, aerospace. I always had a, a mechanical-minded uh, head. Like growing up, I always had some weird projects. Like I always, like I had trains or bikes or, or growing up, kind of you know, with, I want to say, yeah, kind of poor. Um, that was my. I would take that brain. Like if I wanted something, I would learn how to build it. Like I remember, I lived um, uh, in Orange County by the beach. I'm like oh, I want to go surf. Can't can't afford a surfboard, so I got a book to the library. 
and learned how to lay fiberglass and shape surfboards. That really? was, that didn't come out so well. <laughs> but, but you didn't do that. You didn't do the Ralph Malfam uh, Happy Days. You didn't do the ironing board thing. Or... <laughs> no, right, right. <laughs> So, but that was, that was me as a kid. And so, like I said, I had model trains, I had bikes, I, I built this little workshop where I would just build stuff or take things apart. And so that was my, my thing. So when cars came along, uh, it was basically out of necessity. My dad, who I never really knew, ended up giving me a 66 Mustang. And I didn't even know that what a Mustang was. I didn't even know if that was cool or, or what. This was, was he like, it was like, son, I'm a little behind on the allowance. Hope this makes up for it. He's a success. No, I, we're cool. We even... he, left, he left us when I was four. So I never, I didn't even know anything. Didn't know him. Didn't know yeah. anything about him. Except we visited him once a year uh, yeah. during Christmas. Or he visited us during Christmas. So, um, but that was an interesting thing. Like, oh, cool. His dad, it was his dad's. And he gave it to me. Like, oh, so I now have a way to go to work. I mean, Again, yeah. different than today's times. When I was 16, I had a job. So, yeah. you know, um, so, um, so I, I, and, and basically it broke down. So the, the looping background to influence, I would have to say my grandfather. Very cool. Since we were single, single mom raised, my grandfather yeah. was the male uh, figure in the family. Mm-hmm. And he was old school, 50s, um, again, aerospace. Um, my grandma never, never worked. She had like almost like, poodle skirt dinner on the table as he came yeah, home yeah. with this briefcase and a little pocket protector for the good old glasses. Days. Yeah. <laughs> so um but that was my experience and uh in that in in his, from his perspective anything you needed you did on your own like growing up so the we got a leak in the plumbing you don't call a plumber you go get a wrench and you fix it yeah like, yeah, yeah. So I, my whole life was doing projects you said you go on yeah. youtube right you said you go on youtube <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there was this there wasn't youtube <laughs> right then. Uh, there wasn't even aol i think <laughs> like, you, remember you've got mail um anyway <laughs> i digress uh so that was my mentality so i got this car i needed to go to school and work um and he's like uh it broke you know do you know what to do do you have any money? No, like, then you're gonna learn how to fix it. So yeah. that was the influence that got me into cars. And then when I started to drive the car, I realized 66 months in was pretty cool when you're 16. So very cool. Um, and then that sparked the passion. And then I did uh street racing and all that kind of thing um in my high school year. So everything was about building the car faster to go race on the weekends, and that was the, the obsession. So that's how all that all that came to be. So so the weird thing is there's no automotive influence. No car, no car builder, no magazine, nothing. Like wow. it was, it was just from uh, a necessity. And then I learned that building cars to go fast was fun, you know, and, yeah, and driving sure. fast was fun and racing was fun. So that's kind of how that happened. Um, later on in my career, when I did Hollywood Hot Rods, um, there was a, a, a another builder that I looked up to, um, Roy Brizio. Of um, he, he's up north. I still look up to him. So that was later on. I mean. You know, that, when I was 16, so I started the car thing, but I did this till I was uh, uh, 30s. Mm. So, um, yeah, so as far as a business model, I think uh, Roy would have been a good uh, person. He's a good influence. And I still talk to him. And, and there was a lot of people like that, like um, SoCal Speech up with um, Peach Porus and guys like that, that as I yeah. started to want to do this as a business, I learned about, and those were like these, these mystical characters that you you read about in the magazines that were cool. And then later yeah. on, which was fun, they all became my friends and I always looked up to them. And then at one point I realized that, wait, there were, we're peers. They, they yeah, think yeah. we're the same. <laughs> you know, I, 
I still don't. They 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 all accepted me as their as their equals, which is pretty which is pretty cool. So well, with the awards that you've won and all that, I'm sure you're respected all over the world. And I know you are. Uh, my brother-in-law lives in Taiwan. He's a car guy. He knows who you are. And but you, you remained humble. And I keep saying, Troy, you gotta be a little cocky, man. Come on. <laughs> Let me teach you the hair flip. Ah, I mean, and that's what's funny. That's what's funny, Stevie. Is like people, people now. A lot of people just take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Like, what? Like uh, I've been all over the, actually all over the world, but all over the country. I do, I do um, autograph signings and stuff like that. And when, when I do one of those things, I even tell the promoters or whatever, like, don't list it as an autograph signing. Like, I just build cars. Why the heck would I be signing? That's just dumb. That's weird. <laughs> so I always have them bill it as a meet and greet. If they want oh, to meet cool. me, if they yeah. want to meet me, I'll greet them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I always stand on the other side of the table and shake hands and talk. It's like, it's just weird. I mean, it's cool. I, I enjoy the fact that in my little world, in my little circle, that um, I'm internationally like known to a lot of people, which is fun. Yeah, you no, know, I, I that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I respect your integrity. Um, I hate to tell you that. I didn't hate to come out and say that. It must be the <laughs> the uh, the alcohol talking. But, um, <laughs> but no, I know you're humble. I've been in your shop where you stopped everything. Some Marines stopped in one by one time, and you stopped everything to give them a private tour. So you're the real deal, buddy. And you're, you're building amazing works of art, not just like you don't you don't do a turn and burn. You know, you and I have talked about we hate this show, these shows with it's just a turn and burn for profit or whatever it is. But you I know, know it's it's sad that people that a lot of the regular world, their perception of what car building is is from TV. Yeah, that's just not that's not it. Cringe. All. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. And, and you know, I've, I've like all those TV build shows. You won't see any of those cars in a car show or no. magazines. That's like it's except for like um, can you know. Um, Digitized guy Dave Kendick. He builds legit cars. He, he, okay. he's, he's one of the few TV guys that actually builds legit. Cars. Legit, yeah. You and I have had meetings with cheesy TV people, and they're like, "Let's film you turning down customers, saying oh, yeah. no." Oh, <laughs> or, or the guy jinx, or throwing wrenches. The guy like, jinx. Yeah, there was a there was a phrase they actually told Troy and I, like, "We're looking for guy jinx." We're like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> You know, like guys throwing wrenches at each other. You know, <laughs> yeah, like no. Nonsense. Hey, the, those TV people have a. They literally have a checklist. Like, and if you watch this, I used to watch this. So talk about drinking games. And there's all we used to make up all kinds of drinking games, watching stupid TV car television shows because there's just a, a, there's a there's a story arc and yep. a checklist that every single show follows the same formula. It's like yeah, yep, yep. And at the end, the customer says, "Oh, you've exceeded my expectations." <laughs> How many times have you heard exceeded my ex? Uh, whatever. Car doesn't run, but the TV audience doesn't know that. That's right. Oh well, shoot. That that's a whole. I mean, that's a whole another thing. I can tell you that reality TV is not real. But uh, well, we're gonna anyways. do some, we're gonna do some magic this year, buddy. I feel it. Twenty twenty two. Real quick, man. You and I have had this discussion before about electric cars. I was just at the LA Auto Show. Every car maker now saving the planet. The tree huggers ah. out there think. So Troy, tell them what's up with the electric cars. You don't, you don't want to know. I got, I got a weird, I got a weird twist. Okay, I'll tell you what's up with electric cars, but then I'm gonna blow your mind. And you're gonna go, what the, what the fuck, Troy? Okay. <laughs> okay, so electric cars. I like the idea of electric cars 
It's from a hot rodder's point of view because they're fast and the torque curve yep. an electric motor is nothing that a gas powered motor can do. So on that respect, it's fun and cool. But if you, if anyone thinks they're saving the fucking planet by driving an electric car, you're sorely mistaken. It takes more. <laughs> Say that more, again. <laughs> you are, you are mistaken. It takes more fossil fuels, more carbon footprint to produce the electricity to run your Prius or, or um, what's the other one? Tesla than a modern internal combustion engine. That's Thank the you. Statute, you know, and don't even, don't even get started about the slave labor and third world country conditions of mining for lithium and what lithium and shit does to the earth when you dispose of it. And the fact that all those cars are plastic and they will go to a landfill um, and destroy the earth. That's also footprint. So the true, the true, um, savers of the world are hot rod builders because we are the real recyclers and our cars will never see a landfill. They will never put a footprint on the earth besides the fuel that it burns, which is very minimal because they're hobby. They're not driven every day. And um, so, yeah, so it's, so the way I see it, hot rodders are saving the earth and truly care about the environment. Not Troy to- <laughs> for president. Troy <laughs> for president. Where's my little applause machine when I need it? Damn it. <laughs> So that being said, <laughs> that being said, a good friend of mine who we built cars for, Zach, he did the Platinum Bomb. Um, uh, if you go on our website, it's a, the air, aircraft um, theme car. Uh, he's uh, done a lot of companies and software and things like that. He actually, he and I are working on an electric car. <laughs> If anybody's going to do it right, Troy Lad, you would do oh. it right, my friend. Now you no, do it, you'll respect tradition while doing it. No, I think if if, if people if if people um, think they need to buy electric cars to save the world, then I might as well um, take one and sell them. There's enough zeros on that check, buddy. <laughs> right. You know what? No, no, but actually, it's it's kind of neat. It's it's. Um, well, I, I know I know that customer. I know I'm familiar with that car. I've shown a lot of people that car. Yeah, it's an easy, but so yeah, it, we 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 have an idea for a neat look for like an um an off road version of an electric car that's affordable. So that was kind of his his um vision is a very affordable uh, electric car. Not we're not trying to save the earth or anything. It's it would just be a cool little vehicle to, to put around it. And then as far as me, my project management skills and by being able to build cars and all that stuff, I'm a good fit to help put that together. So it'd be a fun little side project. So I've never been entirely against the concept it's just i'm entirely against the people that think what they're doing is noble when they really don't know what they're doing. if you like it just because you like it that's cool but if you think you're saving the planet uh yeah you're you're misguided well i have a 78 trans amp you need like a frankenstein car to practice <laughs> on that just just put like you know an engine sound yeah. in it where it sounds like horsepower <laughs> But Troy, I, believe it or not, I got some, um, I went the extra mile for you today and I posted fan questions for Troy. So oh, I knew boy. this was going to be a, a good interview. It always is solid with you. So I narrowed it down to three questions. So if we can knock these out real quick. Uh, what new car rolling off the assembly line do you respect? I know there's a lot of horsepower mm. out there with Dodge and they're doing some cool shit, but is there a car? Brand new rolling up the assembly line right now. You're like, all right. Ford GT. Ford GT. Ford GT. Carbon fiber. It's all carbon fiber supercar. That thing is insane. I've driven one. 
A friend owns one. It's insane. And anybody can pick one of those up, right? Well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, they, Write a letter. Like, Troy Ladd will sign it as a recommendation for a small you, fee of fifty thousand dollars. Troy Ladd will. But what's cool? You. But besides that, that's all like like the crazy. That's the crazy exclusive super level of cars. But but you gotta respect what what manufacturers are doing. Like Dodge, like Dodge is a perfect example. So in this day and age of of saving the planet and electric cars. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. They're they're like, fuck it, let's make a thousand horsepower engine and call it the Street racing is more popular than ever, but at the same time, we're building Teslas over here. What's really cool about that, there's a a few years back when when, uh, government regulations and things freaked out the people in the hot rod world and everyone thought you're no longer going to be able to have horsepower. And I remember that was a big fear. Not only is that not what happened is that just pushed new manufacturers to find ways of making horsepower that's efficient. Mm. Modern engines are so efficient. Like those engines make so much horsepower for what they are. Back in the 60s, like your Trans Am or Mustangs, if you could get a horsepower per cubic inch, you're like king of the road. It's like, I mean, stock, what's a a stock? um, Well, those are like seven, 800 horsepower. What, what, your two horsepower cubic inch or something like that? It's, It's insane. What if I were to drop a Hellcat crate engine into my Trans Am? Would that work? Yeah, I mean, you piss off quite a few, probably. <laughs> but yeah, that actually, never bothered me. So <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just bought a Hellcat engine uh, for. Did uh, you really? <laughs> yeah, we're putting it in a '68 Charger here. So, so you can just go in the catalog and order a Hellcat crate engine. You can, you absolutely. Yeah. And the Hellcat, like I said, the Hellcat they just released. It's a thousand horsepower crate motor that you just buy. Oop. Wow! Do they have a layaway horsepower. program? <laughs> All know. right. Question number two from your biggest fan, Colin D. My son wanted to know how and who names your cars because I know your cars have names. Ooh. That's Ooh, a good that's question, a, huh? That's a good question. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing about that. I always thought it was kind of lame when people named their cars. Like Kentucky um, Porsche? Kentucky yeah, you, well, no, you're, that's funny. It, it, no, no, no. Let me, yeah, let me tell you, like, you'd go to a car show and there'd be like silly um, cars named after 50 songs that they, they paint on the side of their car. And I always thought that was kind of dumb. And then we started building cars. Um, you realize that a lot of cars take on a moniker. They take on, they evolve into a name. Like your Kentucky yeah. Porsche, that's a fantastic name. <laughs> that car. And a lot of the cars that we have here, we don't search for a name. We kind of let it let it come up with the name. And yeah. um, and so that's what's kind of neat. So you don't force a name on it. But it's really great for uh, for a car builder and marketing because like the Mulholland Speedster, everyone knows that car. So you go to the show and like, hey, did you see that? Mulholland and Speech or Hollywood Hot Rods built other in, in a, as opposed to uh, Hollywood Hot Rods at the end of the building has this red car. It's kind of swoopy. It looks like a Packard. Like, yeah, yeah. From, mar- from a marketing standpoint and just to, um, you know, to, to really gain popularity and notoriety of a car, the name helps. So, so the short answer is we kind of, the, the names kind of evolve and we don't force a name on a car. So, Okay. And yeah, that's better when like doing a story on say the Mohan Speedster or the Black Widow or something like that. That's the story. That's the yeah. story of Black Widow. And that's the backstory. So that's, that's very cool. All right. Remind me to give that boy an extra quarter on his allowance. This week. Yeah. All right. And uh, all right. And at the end of the day, Troy lad, what do you drive on your day off? I know what it is. Cause you, oh, come on. And I almost uh, ruined your transmission driving. Come on. 
<laughs> and I don't know you like your doer coop that you found at Barn Fine. I Fine. do. I do. I, but you're also a, now like a snobby. That's why you're wearing this hat for your Italian sports cars. <laughs> no. So it depends on which day off. I have three days off. So all right. <laughs> you need to um, work more, Troy Lyle. <laughs> um, I like that my 32, the doer coop. I have a 32 three window sport. I like that car a lot. But lately, I've been driving a 360 Ferrari Spider. Um, yeah, but you modified a little bit. You a little bit. You, you don't really. Yeah, you, you can't really. You're not supposed to really touch too much of those. I think people get those. Those guys are snooty. They get weird. But I did. I changed the exhaust, changed the wheels, added some some stuff in the in the the spoiler or spoiler. But. So if you were to go to a car show with that car, would the Ferrari like snobs be pissed? I mean, not that I don't no, care. I like I no. like resto mods. Like my no, Trans Am, no. I don't give a rat's ass. I got the wheel, I got the rims. I I do what I want to do because it's my personality. I don't care about you know the uh, the the tire iron, the you know matching. I don't give a shit about that. But yeah, first of all, I don't think that's a car worthy of a car show. <laughs> what what did you <laughs> what what the Ferrari or the Trans Am? Ferrari. Ferrari. No, it is. It is. I know I've been to car sure. shows and I've seen them and it makes it, I think it's kind of silly because I, I also have a, a thing about like, if you didn't build it, why are you showing it a little bit? Like if you can just buy a car from the dealership and you didn't, you know, I don't know. I think it's weird with new cars. Cause I consider that a new car. So I'm still, I still wrapping my head around new cars stuff Cause I only know old cars. Um, but yeah, um, answer your question. No, I didn't change it enough that it would upset people. I just, um, like the, the exhaust is, uh challenge stradale exhaust which is a, a race car version of that car so that okay. doesn't you know and then the aero stuff is uh i think like based on a 430 which is the next model of that car the wheels um are aftermarket people don't like that but the freaking wheels they can come on i got the stock ones so yeah uh, but yeah i don't know um it's fun it's just different that's why i keep saying like all cars matter you know all cars matter, <laughs> um, all cars matter. and like there's different there's different versions of cars. Except for smart cars. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Have you seen the Solo? Have you seen the Solo? No. It's a, there's a one-man car. I think Toyota puts it out. It's wow, a three-wheel car. That sounds lonely. Like, how do you, how do you pick up chicks? <laughs> the lonely man car. With that? <laughs> Actually, you're not picking up chicks in a three-wheel electric car anyway, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, when he's going to... Uh, Air one and getting his kale shots. I don't think that's <laughs> right. a wild night for him if he gets two shots that night. You know, you know, what you pick up the chicks in what? Kentucky uh, Porsche. Uh, that, Kentucky the Porsche. Porsche? <laughs> How do you think I met my wife, buddy? Come on. <laughs> All right, Mr. Troy Ladd, thank you so much for rocking the double wide, buddy. You're my favorite guest, and we're good friends, whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, and we are. Are you actually moving away? Well, come on, Troy Ladd. I haven't done the press conference yet. I don't know what oh, you're talking about. Oh. Uh, well, it'll be sad. What are we going to do? I'm going to make a prediction. We're going to have a show this year. That's, that's my Let's do that. prediction for 2022. Keep me here. Keep yeah. me in, in La La Land out here. Let's do that. All right, buddy. Uh, let's get together soon. Drink some moonshine. Tell the no, family, tell the Vita, everybody some. I said hi. Will do. All right, brother. Troy Ladd, where can they find you? Troy, HollywoodHotRods.com. Yep. HollywoodHotRods.com or on Instagram, HollywoodHotRods. All right, there you go. Facebook, also Hollywood Hot Rock, whatever you're into. <laughs> Fullest guy in the hot rod business, Mr. Troy Lad. Thanks, Troy. Thanks. See you, buddy. See ya.
that was a hell of a show right there. We did reverse order than what I planned. I thought we were going to rock the double wide there at the end, but those guys killed it. Uh, we didn't do a sound check, so I didn't know when they were going to end, but it all worked out. Uh, Seven Year Witch, check them out, y'all. Those guys are blowing up and killing the Southeast on tour with Buck Cherry. Uh, they got some uh, unique sounds, so check them out. And the baddest hot rod builder in the business, Mr. Troy Ladd. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll let me drive his Ferrari anymore because I think he needed <laughs> to replace the transmission after he came by. But uh, Judy, Skechelunson, I hope you're feeling good. Good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to 2022. Is this 2020 also or, you know, is it a new you know, thing? Who knows? Today was the first day I, I was voice texting driving. Uh -huh. and I said 2022 and it said 2020 T-O-O. Yeah. I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> we can't do that again. No, please. Oh, um, so, so sketch. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, come and see us soon. We're going to get you down here. Yeah. I want to get to uh, come down and play in the play in the sunshine. Well, when you guys get sunshine back, we got sunshine now. The, the, the double wide stopped floating. Okay. I, I hauled it back to the illegal spot here in front of the Hollywood sign. <laughs> so okay, we're all good. Okay. We're all good here. It's drying up. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Yes. Everybody, thanks for listening. Tell them where they can find us. Sketch. Well, once again, we want to thank you all for tuning in each and every week to Come On Get Happy Hour with Stevie D. And you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to fabulous podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram. Stevie D is at Stevie D Rocks. I am at I am Judy Lou. And you can also go to Facebook to Stevie D and his so-called friends where Stevie D definitely posts some polls and ask questions and you can ask him questions or like uh, Colin did today leave a question for your favorite upcoming guest and uh, we'll try to get in the show thank you all for listening and your continued support be sure to like subscribe and share with your friends you know so many good influences there's influencers and I think I'm a bad influencer so uh, well, I'll bad like Michael it. Jackson <laughs> <laughs> that's an influence. we're gonna go watch good times with uh, Janet Jackson on there I'm into it I'm into and uh, Sketch, thank you. Amazing job once again. We'll Rest see you all next time. Betty White. And Betty White, our yeah, Betty And speaking White. of Janet Jackson and, and Betty White, if you go to Janet's, I think it's her Instagram or her Twitter, there is a scene that they did together that is dynamite. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, RIP Betty White. It was a bummer that People Magazine came out the day before she died. Betty White yeah. turns 100. Oh. I think it's the best comedic exit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a party and I'm Got not you. coming. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I'll be there. That's All it, right, uh, Sketch, thank you so much. Come on, get happy. Stay happy. Come on, get happy, y'all. Stay happy. See you next time. All right. You're in the mix with
This is a Vangrio production.